Welcome back to tonight's second intermission report. Merrimack hosting UNH in Hockey East action. This is Mike Macknick alongside John Leahy, and uh, we are now chatting actually during the first intermission here with Ian Boshane from the Merrimack Sports Network, also Merrimack uh, PA announcer. Uh, at that point, the Warriors had a 2 to nothing lead over UNH on two power play goals. Uh, Ian, first of all, thoughts on the first period? Uh, I thought this first period went much better than last night's first period. When, I mean, obviously you're up by two here at the end of one through 20 minutes. Uh, power plays continuing to click. I know there was a point of emphasis that Coach Bork and the rest of his staff had kind of talked about last night after uh, the unfortunate result up at the Whittemore Center. They wanted to be a little bit more effective with the extra man opportunity. You got two power play markers from a couple of guys that you were looking for more out of as far as the uh, numbers are concerned here through the first 20. Yeah, I mean, it seems like, if anything, you look at the game last night, Merrimack wins a special teams battle 2-0, loses at even strength 3-1, and that's you know uh, uh, certainly a key reason why the game ends up going into over- overtime and UNH winning the shootout there. But uh, interesting to hear. Uh, for the folks who listen to our broadcast tonight, they'll hear the first intermission Scott Bork say that he's kind of not so enamored anymore of the the three-on-three, the three-on-three five-minute overtime as well as the shootout, uh, and that if he had an opportunity, he'd, he'd probably vote against it again if it came up, just uh, wondering what your thoughts are on seeing the, the difference in the, the overtime session this season. Yeah, at first, this, the beginning of the year, I was a big fan of it to kind of see it change. I mean, I feel like, especially at the collegiate level, we're here to win hockey games, you're here to get results, but when it comes down to the shootouts, essentially a skills competition, and you're not really you're not going to get the best result because at the end of the day, okay, if they have one or two more shooters and somebody can make a, a fancier move than somebody else on your roster, you're at what's end there. You don't really have a whole lot going. But three-on-three, uh, three, I like it. I think it's more designed for the call, uh, for the professional game and, and just the amount of space that it creates for those guys and the, the consistent skill and the determination that they have night in, night out to go out and you know ultimately they're earning a paycheck at the end of the day. But um, I, I think... I would have liked to maybe see four on four and then do kind of what the NCHC has done in years past. They do four on four for five minutes. If there's no result, then they switch it to three on three. I wouldn't mind maybe seeing hockey's kind of adopt something along those lines. Well, Ian, you've been a pretty busy guy lately calling lacrosse, men's lacrosse for Merrimack earlier today. Had their first game just right across the way here at Dwayne Stadium here in the middle of winter. They uh, they play their first home game, uh, a game against BU. BU squeeze out a 15-12 victory. Uh, tell us about that game today. Yeah, I mean, year two at the Division One level for Coach Mike Morgan and the rest of his staff over there. Obviously, last year, not only here, but across the country and around the world, things Unfortunately, due to the pandemic, got got shut down, and they weren't. How many games did they play last year? One or two, I think. Um, six. They finished. They finished. They picked up one victory. That one victory is actually pretty impressive. They went out to the University of Michigan, beat Michigan out there. Um, but yeah, so it's a, it's a year two, and it's essentially the guys are getting a reprieve from last year. They get an extra year of eligibility back, likewise here in hockey uh, for this year. But it, it, I was impressed with what I saw. A, a lot of a lot of good ball movement. Guys, guys scoring from tough situations, and and they were able to battle with a BU team that ultimately is has been one of the top contenders in the Patriot League as far as the cross is concerned the last five or six years. Uh, how many guys back or still on this Merrimack team from those teams that won the back-to-back Division Two national titles just a couple of years ago? There's only a handful. I want to say there's maybe nine or ten. Obviously, the biggest name lost was Charlie Bertrand for them. Uh, he ended up 
transferring. He's downplaying at the University of Virginia now. Um, but you know, there are some there are some returners here. There's some guys that Coach Morgan and his staff are going to rely on to to kind of lead the way and, and show the young kids that are coming in the the Division One and sp- more specifically collegiate athletics how things are handled here. And because I mean, there is an there is an established winning culture over, especially in the lacrosse department. I mean, you mentioned back to back national titles in in uh, eighteen and nineteen. That, that's that's a tough task to to do. But there's a lot of guys there that can lead by example and, and continue to to show what the young guys need to do is step up and, and help continue to grow that culture. And men's basketball at Merrimack, you call their games as well. Like I said, you're pretty busy. But uh, men's basketball, men, uh, sorry, men's basketball uh, off to another great start here. Terrific season last year in their first season. They win the uh, they win the NEC uh, conference, uh, not able to play in the postseason. Of course, there really wasn't a postseason as it turned out, but still uh, back and still in first place again this year. Uh, first of all, uh, I mean, was that expected? Maybe at least outside Merrimack, had, had people come to realize, hey, you know, this is a pretty good club. I know they weren't picked very high going into last season, and then they ended up winning the league. Uh, what were the thoughts going into the league this year? And tell us how the team's doing this season. Yeah, so last year they they were actually picked to finish. I want to say. Eighth or ninth towards the bottom, the bottom half of the league. And obviously, they they took the league by storm and and just ran house this year. Same thing. They they were picked to finish a little bit higher, obviously due to what they were able to accomplish last year. But there was still a lot of doubt on this Merrimack team. And, and I mean, Coach Gallo is. He preaches night in and night out, get better every day. And obviously, Coach Bark's going to do the same thing here over with the hockey with the hockey team. But you know, he continues to preach, get better every day. And they currently sit at eight and four. They're taking on Bryant right now this afternoon, and they'll be back here tomorrow afternoon to wrap up the weekend series. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. They currently sit atop the NEC standings, and if they can pick up a win today and then follow that up with one more. In a loss from uh, Mount St. Mary's, who sits in second, they have a chance to go back-to-back, something that's never been done before. First-year team winning year one at D1 and then following it up the year after, going back-to-back. And obviously, it's still unfortunate that they won't be able to qualify for the postseason. But again, it's these are all chips that Coach Gallo can use as far as recruiting-wise is concerned to say, hey, look, you commit to us two years down the line. We can not only win the conference in the regular season, but we can take that and we can use it and go on a little postseason push. And I know you're calling women's hockey as well. Bit of a rebuilding season this year for that club. Uh, tell us how that's going. Yeah, you mentioned a bit, bit of a rebuild. There was some talent lost over the last couple of years. A lot of, lot of young, young members of that team. There's, I want to say there's 13 sophomores slash freshmen combined. They're starting goaltenders, a sophomore who saw only a handful of games last year, but she has kept this warrior team in a, in a lot of these games. Um, you're gonna get a going to get a few of your upperclassmen back next year with the extra year due to the COVID rules and regulations and all that. But um, there's definitely some bright spots coming down the tunnel for Coach Hamlin and the women's hockey team. Ian Boshane joining us here from the Merrimack Sports Network. Uh, can't let you go without talking about the podcast your host, your host Title Town Takes. Uh, Great, uh, you know, discussion of all things sports related. Not only uh, Boston area sports, but you know, worldwide national sports as well. Uh, what do you have right now? Up, if folks, uh, uh, you know, give a listen to the the most recent uh, edition of the podcast and what's coming up in the future for that. Yeah, so we're out. We're based on YouTube. You can find us on uh, Title Town Takes. 
uh, video podcast. It's myself and a couple of buddies here from from school. We started. Yeah, give, give a plug. Go ahead. Uh, Connor Powell and Cameron Arbutch. Shout out to my two co-hosts. The show's nothing without them. They do a whole. They do a bunch of great work behind the scenes as well. Um, we're currently in the midst of wrapping up what we've deemed our title town takes PA train. Uh, we've interviewed over. 14 NHL public address announcers just to get their backstories and how they got to where they are today. Our next episode is actually going to feature the voice of the Bell Center and the Montreal Canadiens, Michelle Lacroix. So it's a great one. You can find us on Twitter as well at Titletown underscore takes. We appreciate anybody that comes out, gives us a watch, and uh, we appreciate anybody that you know likes and subscribes to follow along. And we get a lot more great stuff coming down the pipeline as well. Yeah, I definitely recommend that. And uh, also, before we let you go, what's coming up as far as uh, the Merrimack Sports Network? I think you mentioned. You have a, another broadcast coming tomorrow. What's coming up in the next week? Yeah, so I got basketball tomorrow afternoon. You can find uh, tune in on uh, NEC Front Row for that broadcast. I'll be right next door over at Hamill Court, following up today's de- uh, game down at Bryant. And uh, I'm not too sure, obviously, with the ever changing schedules and hockey east and all that's concerned. It, it changes day to day, and there could be weeks where you get something scheduled, and the next thing you know, two days later, it's changed and flip flopped. Or, but uh, but there's a lot of good stuff coming up. I know baseball season's coming right around the corner. I'm excited for that. Uh, Coach Barisi and his crew over there got a bunch of great guys, so I'm looking forward to baseball season as well. All right, thanks, Ian. We appreciate it. Very busy guy. Uh, keep up the great work, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Have a great third call. All right, Ian Boshin, our guest here in tonight's intermission. Uh, We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.